0: Hello, my name is Axelrod and welcome to the Quarantine Aki HQ's bonus series, QWHQ Score Recap, where we recap the games that happened yesterday, through the ones today, in just 30 minutes or less. And we had games that happened yesterday, and 5 games that are happening today. So let's get started with yesterday's games. Alright, we had 4 Hockey games yesterday, they were all game twos uh, of the Stanley Cup playoffs round one. Now, like I said, they were all game twos and three of the four games led the ser- the series to be tied 1-1. One of them, the team is now up 2-0. to And let's get started with the first game that has to- happened yesterday. It was a matinee between the Columbus Blue Jackets and Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, the first question before this game was, is this going to go into another five overtimes? And the answer to that question was no, it went actually into zero overtimes because the game did end in regulation. But after that question, the question was, can the Blue Jackets come back from a devastating loss like that? Um, because A, they're tired. With all, If you add all of their periods together, they were basically playing eight games in eight games days, which is crazy and brutal, and that makes the grind of this year's Stanley Cup playoffs different than any other year, um, because usually it's not just every other day or back-to-back games in the playoffs, so this grind's definitely different than other years. But the Blue Jackets, their question was, A, mentally, can they come back uh, from a loss like that after working so hard, Uh, and B, physically, can they come back after they're so tired? And in the first and the first 10 minutes the answer was no. The blue jackets were not winning that game at all in the first 10 minutes. They looked flat, deflated, and they looked out of that game and Tampa looked hot and like they what a lot of people expected them to be. And in that first 10 minutes they did Tampa scored a goal but before we get to that goal i do want to tell you the final score was 3 to 1 in favor of the blue jackets the game the series is now tied 1 to 1 shots on goal wise it was 22 for the blue jackets and 37 for the tampa lightning shots on goal wise power play wise the blue jackets were 1 for 3 and the lightning were 0 for 2 now like i said the Blue Jackets did not have a great first 10 minutes of the game. Nikita Kucherov, 524 into the first period, scores a goal. He is all alone. The Blue Jackets' defense, which is usually really strong, let Kucherov be all, around, all alone in front of the net. Kucherov gets the puck behind the net and he banks it off Corpus Solo. And it goes in. Like I said, no one was there. Kucherov was all alone, and that's something you usually don't stand. Uh, see from the Columbus Blue Jackets because their defense is so good but that just shows that the first 10 minutes of the game wasn't theirs but there was a big turning point in this game and that was a penalty kill the Blue Jackets were on the penalty kill with around you know 10 minutes halfway through the game first period and the person who went into the penalty box was Seth Jones one of a very good penalty killer. Uh, He went down for tripping against Palat. But that was a big, big penalty kill for the Columbus Blue Jackets. They killed off that penalty. Their penalty kill is really good. And as soon as that penalty kill was over, they were back in their offensive zone creating chances. And right after uh, that penalty kill, they scored a goal and boom, they were back in that game 12-52 1252 in the first period the blue jackets again we hear this word a lot when we talk about them resiliency they were resilient and they kept on going you hear that in their commercials keep on going um but right like i said right off a penalty kill dubois pops the puck in the slot he's next to the net uh ryan murray the defenseman for the columbus blue jackets is there uh to shoot slash redirect the puck into the goal puts it past Vasilevsky and again now the Blue Jackets tied the game that is a big turning point John Tortorella in his press conference at the end of the game said that was the turning point for the Columbus Blue Jackets they took that and that was their momentum because then at 1835 in the first period the Blue Jackets now get on the power play And before this series against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Blue Jackets had zero power play goals in their series against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. They got a power play goal in their first game, and they got a second one in this game once they again had the momentum after that penalty kill. Pierre-Luc Dubois, again, with a beautiful assist. He is behind the net. He passes it to Bjorkstrand, who, again, didn't score any goals in the Maple Leaf series This is his second goal in two games. He is open, Bjorkstrand. He has a one-timer with a beautiful shot. Bjorkstrand's shot is a very good shot for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and he gets it past Vasilevsky. And now the Blue Jackets are up 2-1. to And in the second period, that is what they did. They kept playing their game. They didn't get another goal, but they were playing defensively and frustrating the heck out of Kucherov and the rest of the uh, to, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. One thing to talk about with the momentum change is before that penalty kill for the Columbus Blue Jackets, they were being outshot eight to zero. And then they were going, they got going in that first period. And after that penalty kill, like I said, but then in the second period, it was the Blue Jackets game to play. They were blocking shots, they were playing defensively. And yes, I don't think if, in most of these games, it's probably going to be likely that the Lightning are going to outshoot the Blue Jackets by a decent amount um, because the Blue Jackets aren't the most offensive team. But when they're playing the defense they want, they get those good opportunities to get those shots and to get those goals in. Um, and that's how that's the Blue Jackets game. Blue Jackets game isn't to outshoot the opponent uh, by a lot. That's more of Tampa's game. Um, so, Things were going good for the Columbus Blue Jackets in that second period. Nothing happened. It was 0-0 zero, zero in the second period, but the Blue Jackets were up 2-1 after that second. Now, this is the highlight goal. It was ESPN's number one play of the day. Uh, at 11-27 in the third period, Alexander Wenberg, who scored five goals for the Columbus Blue Jackets through the whole season, scored his second of the playoffs or the postseason, uh, Wendberg, Nick Foligno, the captain of the Columbus Jackets, with a beautiful pass, Alexander Wendberg. Wendberg has this puck, and he he puts it between his legs to get away from uh, Victor Hedman the tamp- of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And once he does this between-the-legs uh, move, he's all alone, just him and Vasilevsky, and he gets it past Vasilevsky at 11:27 in the third period, and good for Alex Wenberg. Um, you know that that's just it. But the Columbus Blue Jackets—that was a really big goal for them because they are now up to uh, three to one. They have a now lead of two goals instead of one. At 3:30 in the second, in the third period, the Tampa Bay Lightning pulled their goalie, which I think is a good amount of time to get something going um, when you're only down by two, but that's what, uh, John Cooper did for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Blue Jackets did not score an empty net goal. The Tampa Bay Lightning did not score anything. And I think the Blue Jackets, um, they didn't take a lot of penalties again, when they don't take a lot of penalties, uh, they win the game. Usually and the Blue Jackets penalty kill is very good. Um, one thing I want to see from them um, in order to win the series is if they're leading this game, they need to get those empty net goals. Uh, if they're not scoring those empty net goals, you know, that's pretty frightening for for them uh, because, you know, they're just icing the puck in, in their defensive zone all the time. Um, but the Tampa Bay Lightning, I don't think they played their game really, uh, but we're going to get a quote here uh, to see what they can do next uh, because now we're going into game three and the series is tied. Uh, the quote is here, Dubois, Columbus Lujak said, we all know in the dressing room that he's one of the best goalies in the NHL. Talking about Jonas Corpusalo, who has a .962 save percentage and two shutouts in his six postseason games this year. And he's feeling really good right now, Dubois says. Every time we make a little mistake, he's there to stop the plot, giving us confidence to try plays. And that's all you can ask for a goalie. And since one, since he started the postseason, he's been amazing for us. And Yudas Korpisala has been fantastic for the Blue Jackets. He's a story that fans should get to know him. Um, you know, Elvis first injured for the Blue Jackets. Uh, their fourth goalie has just arrived in the bubble. But again, he's really, really good. Um... Kevin Shattenkirk for the Tampa Bay Lightning said, They played well tonight. They didn't give you much. They're patient. They wait for their looks. Whether they have a lot going on or not, they stay in their structure. We have to stay patient, too. Even if we don't get a goal, we have to stay with it. We realize we'll get our chances if we stay patient and stick with our game plan. Uh, so, actually, Victor Hedman was not the one beat on that t- uh Wenberg goal it was Kevin Shattenkirk he took the blame for that goal he said the initial rush he had quite a bit of speed on me I I just bit on the shot and he made the move on me but at that point in the game it's pretty unacceptable play by me to allow us to go down by two there when we really needed a goal now the Columbus Blue Jackets now tied the series one to one and game three is happening Saturday night at 7 30 now let's go to the biggest goal nights in Chicago Blackhawks game This one went to overtime, and before this game, the Knights were leading the series 2-0. And now, they were leading it 1-0, and now they leave the series 2-0. Now, the first game wasn't the best for the Chicago Blackhawks, but I thought they looked pretty good in this game. Uh, But that only went later on. This was similar to the game between the Blue Jackets and the Tampa Bay Lightning, because at first, it was all the Vegas Golden Knights shots on goal wise, thirty nine to twenty five in favor of the Knights. Power play wise, Chicago was one for two and Vegas was 0 for one on the power play. Now, at ten forty four in the first period, Marsha Soul for the Vegas Golden Knights is behind the net uh, to stay in the slot. He gives it to Paul St- Stastny at ten forty four in the first. Stastny has a one time slapper. And it's 1-0 in favor of the Golden Knights. And uh, the Golden Knights continue there in the first period. Nosek as on a two-on-one. He shoots and scores. He gets it past Crawford. Nosek is in for who who is unfit to play for this game. That was at 15-35 in the first period. Like I said, all Golden Knights in the first period. But the Golden Knights take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit in the second. Because at three seventeen, 17 Curry Dock for the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, he gets the goal for them. It's a backhand, uh, and he gets a rebound when he's all alone. And now it is two to one. Now, like I said, it was all Chicago in that second period. They had a big push, and the Golden Knights just couldn't match them. And a power play goal at twelve oh seven in the second gets Kubelik, his pa- fourth of the postseason. It is a power play wrist shot. For him. Uh Kubalik with a zone in entry with little traffic in front of the net shoots it. Leonard couldn't track the puck. 1207 in the second and the game is now tied. Now the Vegas Golden Knights now have a wake-up call because in the second period they get the lead back. Martinez for the Vegas Golden Knights with a shot. Stone, Mark Stone for the Vegas Golden Knights gets the rebound and he scores at 720 in the second Period and now it's three to two. The Gold Knights. The Gold Knights are back, but don't count the Blackhawks out yet. Because at 1946 in the second period, we, Dylan Strome, is all alone back door after amazing backhand pass from Patrick Kane. It was a beautiful pass. 1946 in the second period. It's now tied three to three. Now nothing happens in the third period, so we have to go into overtime and Bradley Smith is the overtime hero for the Vegas Golden Knights because at 713 in overtime it was a tip-in goal. Riley Smith uh, got the goal from Statsny uh, with a nice pass to Smith who was in the slot. He got it and put it in at again 713 in overtime. Vegas took their foot off the gas a little bit and Chicago got going but looked a lot better in the third and the second. Now, I thought Crawford looked good. Uh even though he led in four goals, I thought he looked decent, you know. Um, I thought Leonard again had a solid game for the Vegas Golden Knights. They Leonard knows he does not have much breathing room. If he makes a mistake, Peter Dubois for the Vegas Golden Knights will have no hesitation in putting in star goaltender Marc Andre Flory. So Leonard has to be great or he will not have the ice time um for them and You know, it's going to be interesting to see in the back-to-back. We'll probably see Flurry, but no back-to-back yet. That was game two for the Vegas Golden Knights, and they'll play Saturday at 8 p.m. on NBC. Now, uh, let's get a quote for you for that game before we move on to the third game of the day. Smith said, uh, talking about the overtime winner, started the shift before that with Nick Cousins, Nicholas Roy, and Alex Tuck. All five guys did a good job cycling the puck, creating opportunities, and kind of hemmed them into their zones. Cousin did a great job of creating time, and my linemate, Nazi Stastny, made a great pass. It was a fortunate bounce enough that it took a bounce off my stick. That is, um, you know, Smith talking about the overtime goal, and the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Patrick Kane said, I thought we were playing really well the first two periods, and for whatever reason, it just seems they came out better than us in the third, I don't know if we thought it was going to be a little bit easier than it was, especially after we tied it up through three, they're a good team, they're going to fight back, and they carried the play for the most of the third, so we didn't generate much in the third period, now let's go to the third game of the day, it was a back-to-back for the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, The Hurricanes were trailing the series 1-0 before this game. They tied up the series 1-1 with a game win of 3-2. And James Reimer for the Carolina Hurricanes played this game uh, because it was a back-to-back. But Tuca Rasp played this game. He played both of the back-to-back games for the Boston Bruins. Now, shots on goal-wise, 35-26 in favor of the Bruins. Power play-wise, Carolina was 1-for-3, and Boston was 2-for-3. So Carolina's going to have to work on that penalty kill a little bit, or just take less penalties. But at 15-41 in the first period, there was a power play goal for Krejci uh, for the Boston Bruins. They take the lead at 15-41 on the power play. There were a few, few fake slap shots. For Krejci, he waits for the correct shot. He finally shoots it, and he scores and gets it past Reimer. But then, you know, it was a lot of Boston. Carolina's trying to get back, and they call, claw their way back into the game. 15-13 in the second, a power play goal for the Carolina Hurricanes. Tara Vinen with a nice shot through traffic for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and it is now tied 1-1. One to one. And that, now we go into the set. Still in the second period, just a little bit over a minute after that tying goal, Svechnikov backdoor pass from he, you know, backdoor goal uh, after a nice pass from nakis. It is now two to one in favor of the Carolina Hurricanes with a snapshot backdoor shot. And now we continue in the second period because five seconds left in the second, a power play goal by Bergeron with a shot that hits the post, and Marshawn finds it, uh, and after the post, he buries that puck with five seconds left to go in the second period, and he ties the game up two to two. Now, Dougie Hamilton is back in the game and in the series for the Carolina Hurricanes, and wow, you have to see this shot. This was a bomb, a bullet, whatever you want to call it. It was a heck of a shot. For the Carolina Hurricanes, Dougie Hamilton. He gets the game-winning goal for the Carolina Hurricanes at 8.30 into the third period with a slap shot of a one-timer. And he gets the game-winner for the Carolina Hurricanes. This is a tied series now. This is going to be one heck of a series. These are two very good teams. It's seed number four and five. And, you know, this one's pretty exciting. Coach Rod Brindamore, uh, there was one... Uh, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes scored. The referees called it off for goalie interference. He challenged that, um, but the call was, it stand, it stood, and uh, Brendamore had a second, you know, a second failed challenge in two games. But Moore said, it was one of those nights that I felt like good things were going to happen to us. Uh, just the way our engagement from the start of the game, like I said, every time something seemed, to go against us, we felt like we bounced back. It just evens this series. It's nothing to get overly excited about, but at least it gets us back to square one. Now let's move on to the next game. The Dallas Stars versus the Calgary Flames. This is part one of their back to back. They have another game today. The series was in favor of the Flames won zero, um, before things happened today and uh I mean, yesterday the series is now tied one to one after the Stars won five to four. Shots on goal wise, thirty six to twenty six in favor of the Dallas Stars, and power play wise, uh, Dallas was one for four, and so were the Calgary Flames. Now, at nineteen seconds into the first period, Dubay uh, he gets the goal and is now leading the game for the Calgary Flames with a nice backhand goal. Um, One thing to note, Brady Kachuk, uh, Matthew Kachuk, excuse me, uh, goes into the locker room twice and he comes back and then he goes back into the locker room again for the Calgary Flames. We don't have an update on him at this time, but right away in the game, Calgary gets going, and Dallas finds their game later in the game, and they get the momentum on their side. I thought the third line for the Calgary Flames was good again for them uh, with Lucis and Dubey uh, both looking good because, like I said, Dubey 19 seconds in, he scores that goal for them. But Alexander Radulov, uh, he scores at 242 in the first period, and he ties the game for the Stars. Uh, Seguin buries it. Um, as Saban passed it uh, to, you know, it was a scramble, and Radulov buries the puck after a scramble in front, and there was a backhand pass, and 2.42 in the first period, Radulov gets that goal, and then 11.14 in the first period, Heiskinen for the Dallas Stars is all alone after another nice pass from Radulov. Heiskinen does a quick dangle, but shoots really soon, 11.14 in the first they are now up 2-1. Now, things keep going for the Dallas Stars. Heiskanen again with a shot that Talbot just couldn't track. I, I, this was a bad, bad goal for Talbot. He could have definitely gotten that one. And then we go to the second period. Uh, we still stay in the second period after Heiskanen's four goal that got them up 3-1. Three three that happened in four fifty in the second. Floorboard, 13 13- Minutes into the second period. Um Bishop just didn't see the puck. Uh he only noticed it when it went until after they started celebrating. It was a quick shot by board for the uh Calgary Flames, gets the Dallas Stars. They're still up, but they the lead is now three to two instead of three to one. Corey Perry uh, gets the lead back, uh gets the two goal lead back for the Dallas Stars at fifteen oh five in the second a power play goal. Um He's Heiskinen, uh, was looking for his hat trick. He makes a good shot, uh, but Corey Perry gets the rebound and cleans it up and gets the goal for them. Uh, and then a shorthanded goal for the Calgary Flames. Uh, that is Ryder. Um, you know, shorthanded goal for Ryder. It was a missed pass for the Dallas Stars. Ryder with- uses his speed and gets past the Dallas uh, Stars defenseman, and he uh, now cuts the deficit in half. And now it is still 4-3 to in favor of the Dallas Stars. Then at 17-11 in the third period. A power play goal for Bennett of the Calgary Flames to tie the game. It was a tip in with less than three left in the game. Now this is where it gets fun. It was a wild game. The Dallas Stars with into the game. 19-20 left in the third into the third period. So 40 seconds left in the third period. Oselec, uh Alessiak for the Dallas Stars wins the game for them. Uh, it was a go-ahead goal. Um, Perry with a nice cross ice pass Alessiak. There was a gaping hole, Alessiak shoots it, and it goes in and the Dallas Stars now win this game 5-4. And like I said, they have another game happening today. Uh it will be game three. The series is tied one to one, and that will be at ten thirty p.m. But I'm gonna now preview that game for you and all of the other um games that are happening today. Um so let's get started with pre- previewing those games right now. All right, we have five games today, and the first one is at two p.m. on NHL network Uh, It is between the Colorado Avalanche and the Arizona Coyotes. I am assuming uh, there will be joint in progress, and um, it will maybe be on NBCSN for some of it, but it's not going to be full coverage. It'll be live look-ins and joint in progress. Um, You know that—that's all I know right now. But you know, NBCSN doesn't—you know—tell us when the live coverage is going to start for those live look ins, but again, that the full game will be on NHL network and of course sports net in Canada. Um that is between the Colorado vanishing Calgary uh and call and Arizona Coyotes, excuse me. Uh Colorado leaves the series one zero is game two. Um, you know, Kemper is gonna have to be strong for the Coyotes in this game, uh, if they want to get back in the series and get this win. Uh, Colorado is going to have to be great offensively for the uh, for the Avalanche again. They're going to have to be really good, get that first start, get the momentum. Because I think if that they get the momentum and keep the momentum from their first win, um, it's going to be hard for the Arizona Coyotes uh, to win this game. But Phil Kessel, Taylor Hall, they're all going to have to be really good for the Arizona Coyotes today if they want to beat Francois uh, of the Colorado Avalanche. Now the next game is the Montreal Canadiens versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia, number one seed, Montreal Canadiens, eighth seed, 3 p.m. on NBCSN. In some news uh, to share with you regarding this game uh, is something very important. Uh, Claude Julien uh, was taken to the hospital after chest pains. and he will not be returning for the rest of this series. He had a stent procedure. He's heading home to recover. Uh, It was a stenting of a coronary artery. Um, It was on Thursday. The Montreal Canadiens coach is returning uh, to Montreal, and Kirk Muller for the uh, Montreal Canadiens, he's their associate coach. He will be taking uh, charge for the Habs. Uh, and we wish Claude Julian nothing but the best. Now this is going to be a pretty a big game for the Habs. They look good in the first game, but they're just going to have to find them that momentum, uh, and really work hard um, to be able to beat the Flyers. And Carter Hart and Carey Price are go- both going to be have to be good today to give their team a chance in this series. And in the game, 6.30 p.m. on NHL Network. And again, there's probably going to be joint in progress and live look-ins on NBCSN. This game's also going to be on Sportsnet Canucks versus the St. Louis Blues. The Vancouver Canucks lead this Series 1-0. Expect a big plus from the St. Louis Blues, who are the defending Stanley Cup champions. And in my opinion, Vancouver needs to get that first goal. Um, because I, you can really expect a big push from the Blues. Uh, and if you get that first goal, um, you are going to get a really, really big... Uh, If you get that first goal for the Canucks, you're going to keep that momentum and uh, stop that push from the St. Louis Blues. Um, And then if Vancouver wins, you know, they they're putting the Blues in a 2-0 hole, which is not good for the defending Stanley Cup champions. 8 p.m. is the Capitals versus the uh, New York Islanders. The Islanders lead the series 1-0. Again, this is similar to the Canucks and Blues. Expect a push from the Washington Capitals. If you're the Islanders, do not take penalties. The power play for the Washington Capitals is really, really, really good, and that will give them a them the momentum and get the momentum on their side. So if you're the Islanders, do what you usually do. Try and get that first goal lock lockdown defensively after. Play that Barry Trotz type of game. Um, if you're the Washington Capitals, you want to score first. Create a lot of offense. Get a lot of shots on goals. And again, convert on those power plays. And try and draw as many penalties as possible. Because when you're on the power play, it's good as a Washington Capitals. The next game is game 3. It's our only game 3 uh today. It is tied 1 and 1. It is the Dallas Stars and Calgary Flames. Just recap the game that happened yesterday and they are now this is their back to back of the series. This is going to be on NBC on NBCSN and on Sportsnet. Um it is going to be at 10:30 p.m. Uh so a back to back. I don't know maybe Q Dobin will be playing for the Dallas Stars today because it was a back-to-back I doubt Bishop will play again and I'll be excited to see uh if Riddick or Talbot plays for the Chicago at the Calgary Flames um that I don't know who's going to play at this moment um but I'm excited to see what happens uh but again you know this is a tight series in my opinion the Stars and Flames but the Flames I think uh if they're playing their game um I think they're going to do pretty well. The Dallas Stars, they need to get that first goal. They haven't scored the first goal in 10 games in a row. They have to score that first goal and get the momentum on their side because if they're not, they're always just going to be clawing back uh, for that win and for that game. And that's just something that cannot happen for the Stars. So look for that to happen here, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens today in all five of these games uh let's get you right into that outro and on behalf of me i hope you enjoy um these games today enjoy the games That is all the recapping and previewing we have today in the Quarantine Hockey HQ series, QWHQ Score Recap. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on social media, Twitter at Hockey HQ Podcast and Instagram and Facebook at Quarantine Hockey HQ to make sure you're following us during the exhibition games and qualifying series. Uh, My name is Zachary Rodier. Uh, Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you tomorrow on QWHQ Score Recap. Thanks.